Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the Happy Hour Network. Pay attention, son. This is for your own good. Christian once again, Earth Week Podcast presented by the Happy Hour Network as well as NGSSports.com because we never stop. Also joined here, of course, by the man we call the Heartthrob. Follow on Twitter at GWFTWLIO. Chief Stelio, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you feeling? Not much, man. You start the show on a kind of a summer note. The music here, of course, paying tribute to the late Dusty Rhodes who died yesterday at the age of 69. Dusty Rhodes, of course, a wrestling legend. This wasn't actually his uh, WWE theme. Um, from his time at what's the WWF originally from 1989 to 1991. Um, once again, he died yesterday. Um, very sad, sad news to hear. Um, but we're here today on the podcast. Big show today, man. Big show. We're going to have on, of course, Lane Green started off at 4.30 talking about the NBA Finals, which is dead even at two apiece. Um, hour two, our man Robert Latall, BlackSportsOnline.com, who's at the Finals, actually, um, which I revealed, of course, on the... Uh, on the Periscope, it's recorded a couple minutes ago before we got on there. And our guy, Steve Borstein of FoxSports.com, or Fox Sports New Mexico, um, 1340 AM, 93.9 FM. We're going to show at 530. We're going to talk about the uh, couple of things. Talk about Game of Thrones, uh, season finale, and all that stuff. Uh, gee, so how's your week? Uh, I guess it's all right. I mean, really, I have a boring week, to be quite honest. Like, nothing really popped off. Just, you know. I played I played some amazing outfield and softball. That was about it. Nothing really popped off there. I didn't really come come to think of it, you're kinda of depressed. Yeah, I had a pretty boring, uneventful week this week. Thanks, DJ. Have you got have you actually gone like ejected from from more games this uh this season since that one time you told me about it? I got thrown in one game? Have you have have you been on good behavior? Are you still like are you still being a jerk to the to the officials out there? Uh no comment. Yeah, you need to be. I've been told from the players' union to just uh, to avoid any conversation about, <laughs> about the environment. <laughs> the players' union, yeah, that kind of pull, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, we, we, got, we got we got players' unions over here in Yonkers and White Plains softball league. So yeah, it's pretty intense stuff. By the way, I don't know if you guys heard G Stilio's playlist. Uh, this past week was released on Sunday. Excellent stuff, brother. Excellent stuff. By the way, appreciate that. As great as I, mine's was, not much on the brag, the production you put on yours was way better, man. Like, I remember how you came into the song after you did a Jadakiss song on, on number five, by right, with Jadakiss uh-huh. number five on his 
list of, of uh, top hip hop rap uh, favorite hip hop artists. Um, I love how you came in at the end of the song with your voice along with the end of that song. It was, it was great. <laughs> I was like, Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you, I, I listen to that particular Jada Kiss song, which is the Kiss of Death. I must hear that song because my iPod's on shuffle all the time when I'm driving to work. My iPod loves that song. It goes on it at least once or twice a week, just randomly. It's awesome. Right. That was really cool, though. It was really cool. Um, it's funny, like when when you know when when a celebrity dies, somebody you know you know that you are fond of dies outside of family, of course. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it leaves an effect on you. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, and I, and I want this other show here. Like, mm-hmm. we we've all lost people we love, we respect their art or whatever it may be. I mean, what celebrity death to has affected you? Like when you found that somebody died. Like to me, when I when you lose lose somebody that's tied to your childhood, like a wrestler. Like I remember Macho Man died back uh, five years ago. That was a big mm-hmm. deal for me. Obviously, Michael Jackson means the biggest one for me of all. I mean, I'm still not over that <laughs> crap. But you know, there's certain artists, certain people that you know that are attached to your childhood that they pass away, and then you know, and, and it really it really depresses you sometimes. Like Dustin Rose actually to me. Well, I wasn't the biggest Dustin Rose fan in the world, although I did like what he did, of course. His character was great, but I wasn't the biggest fan in the world, you know. Um, when I found out he died, I mean, it, 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 dude, it really hit me yesterday. I was like, whoa. There's what happens, though. We're at that age where, like, our heroes start dying or retiring, you know. I mean, really, that's the age we're at now where, you know, it's sad. But, you know, it's funny because you, you told me you were going to pose the question earlier about um, a celebrity's death that's affected you. And I was thinking about the word celebrity, really. And it's like, I, 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 think, I think I've been fortunate enough. I don't think a celebrity that died has impacted me. I mean, it, just, just music artist-wise, Big L. And, a, and, 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 and with all due respect to Notorious B.I.G., he's, he's one of the greatest rappers ever. He wasn't a celebrity. You know, like, well, okay, okay, that's fine. Well, yeah, right. it's it's different. Different. It doesn't have to be celebrity. It doesn't have to be celebrity. Okay, so if you go that route, it doesn't have to be necessarily celebrity. Um, yeah. I mean, um, anybody, famous. If that's the case, then, yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's, it, it would be Big L <laughs> and Notorious P.I.G. Like, because Big is my artist, which, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and what sucks about both of those deaths is they were taken off by violence. You know, they were right. both and, shot down, you know, right. so because, that's the Because Big is number two. Big is number two after Michael. You know what I'm saying? So I remember Biggie died. I cried when Biggie died. I cried. Yeah, I was going to die actually because I was. I, I cried. I, I didn't understand it really. <laughs> I didn't understand right. it. Right. Right. When, when, when Biggie Smalls died, I mean, I literally like I, I was. I remember where I was too. I found out that the, I was in senior high school. I was uh, uh, actually was, was junior high school. Senior high school. It was junior high school. So, excuse me. Damn, I feel old. A junior high school, and I remember hearing about it on the news in school. In school, finding out about it. And I, I mean, I was shocked. I was, I was like, "Whoa, really?" And then, then you know, I, I I had some time to actually think about it when I when I got home. I was like, "It really, really, it, it depressed me, man. It really depressed me." It really is. Yeah, like like when, when Big L got murdered, um, it was I was more upset. It, it, he was just about to pop off, you know. So I got really upset with that, you know. And then um, and when, when Biggie died, it was more emotional because that was the best that was the best rapper out at the time, you know. So that meant a lot for hip hop and. In terms of anything, I think I was too young to really kind of like to understand Walter Payton's death. And I, as, you know, it's, you know, it's not funny, but as I get older, I realize Walter Payton died so young. You know, and I used to emulate him like when I was playing football with my friends or my father or whatever. It's like that, that was the guy who represented Chicago Bears for me. But I was sad back then. But as I grow up, old, as I grow up older, I realized it was sad because 
he died at a young age, Walter Payton. You know, he didn't he didn't get to, yeah. to, to enjoy his retired life really. He died really young. So that's the Reggie Walker. Walker. For me, that, no, but the most impactful at, at bring it back to, to your thing, it would have to be Biggie and Big L just, just as a music artist and and at the time I was what I think I was sixteen. No, I think I was nineteen when Big L died and maybe twenty when Biggie died. So I'm like, no, younger than that. What am I talking about? I had to be like seventeen when Big L died and probably like eighteen, nineteen when Biggie died. So you know. I don't know much. I don't know much about Big L, by the way. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about him. To be honest here. Uh, a lot of people don't. He was an underground guy in hip hop. They don't nobody was messing with him. He was nasty, you know. Like you know. But then, like, and the rumor was he was about to sign with Jay Z and Rockefeller Records, and he got killed. So that's that's the rumor, though, that he was really about to like, really blow up because he. Had, what people don't know is that he actually put Jay Z on early on a track called "The Graveyard," and you hear a young Jay Z on it sounding. Stupid, you know. <laughs> hey, I hate, I hate to do this, but I, I hate to do this. I, I got some, I got some breaking news here. I got some breaking news here. Hold on. All right. According to according to reports, uh, the rapper I don't know who he is, but the rapper YG was shot three times in LA. That's not surprising. Who's YG? Um, he, he had a song called who, "Who Do You Love." It was a big hit, actually. Oh, uh, the big hit, actually. Who do you love? But he's pretty gangster ass dude, so that doesn't surprise me one bit. You see, like that, some of these rappers, like it doesn't surprise me, like when that happens because they 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 really yeah, do kind of live that life. When Tupac you know, they died, do. when Tupac died, didn't surprise me. In fact, it, uh, to me, it was like wow. wow. It didn't, no, I mean seriously. We, but and, and I'll be honest with you, growing up in the mid nineties, I mean I wasn't heavily into the whole East West thing. All I always favored the East because I'm obviously geographically that's where I, I live. I'm a New Yorker, yeah. so I'm always to have that, you know. So when Tupac died, I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, he he lived a very, very, vol- uh, very, uh, <laughs> how, how I put it, a very volatile life as it is. So it wasn't surprising that he died, obviously. Um, obviously, yeah. now I want to appreciate a bit of Tupac as I've gotten older, but, you know, that's one, another one that didn't really affect me heavily until years later. Yeah, the, the Tupac one, I really, as long as it doesn't sound like a, like I kind of hated Tupac at that point because he was saying a lot of negative stuff towards New York and stuff. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I really, I was like, whatever, dude, you asked for it. Like, that's like, I hate that New York. I, I hate like, saying that, but at the end, I had the same thoughts. I had to yeah, say that. But it sounds terrible now. Yeah. It is what it is. You know what was surprising? Because of the way he died, I remember an old dirty bastard. He just like yeah, he was the, he was the kind of guy. That was he that was wasn't one. a bad guy. He was crazy. It was a little different. He was crazy. He wasn't a bad guy. And him, he died really early. He was another one who just got signed to Rockefeller Records. Maybe there's a jinx there. It's easy. He's about to put you on. It's bad news for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that one, that one shocked too. Because I mean, he got out of jail and he had started doing some stuff like in the studio. And I, I remember like. Um, he was working with Saint Property. Yeah, he was working. Well, yes, he was working also with the Pharrell for a while too, with the yep. with the Neptune. And, there was, and, there was, and, was, and, and I think a month or two before he died, he saved some baby from getting hit by a car. And remember, it was some crazy story like that. Yeah, he yeah, saved yeah. some kid from getting hit by a bus. Something. It was something insane like that. You know, but yeah, he was another one that like that was just shocking. But but for you, but for you, the the, the do all end all celebrity death had to be Michael Jackson, which I think shocked oh. everybody. But you know, for, for you, no, I, I just know it, it wasn't a shock to me because I knew after that trial five four years before that that he he was far gone at that point. Like it was mm-hmm. too much going on. Um, I remember my wife that three days before he died, and we were playing um, the history album in the car, 
And I and we're like, yes. love that album. So, I love, yeah. And I, remember, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think you mentioned the history album on every podcast. Yeah, that's a great, great record. And what I'm saying is the fact that, you know, the history album, you know, not not, not, not the greatest hits. I'm talking about the, the newer songs yeah, they yeah. put on 95. Um, with Scream and all that it. stuff. Biggest on, biggest on two Michael albums, actually. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I remember telling Lauren, and I remember telling my wife Lauren, that, you know, it's funny. People aren't going to preach this guy until he's dead. And I remember when he died. And like, people like all of a sudden say, oh, we love uh, Michael. Oh, he was great. <laughs> Like, get the bleep out of here, dude. You, you Four days ago, I hate to say it, people, I, I, I won't call them out because, you know, they're listening to the show, but people in my own family who used to criticize me for how much I love the guy, all of a sudden was extolling his virtues. I'm like, no, 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 no. You ain't, you are not using that one. Stop that. You are not using that one. Don't, don't I, go there with that. I, I think it's just human nature in general to just um, take things for granted while it's here. You know, I yeah. think that's what it is. Like, I mean, like, like I just mentioned, like, I'm not really, I, I, I like so Tupac music. I'm not a fanatic, but it was funny to me how, like, after Tupac died, people were calling him the greatest rapper of all time, and I haven't heard, I haven't heard anyone say that until he died. I never yeah. heard anybody put him with the greatest lyricist of all time. Well, let me ask you this though. Let me, let me, let me ask you this though. Do you appreciate Tupac now that that he's gone years later? No, I mean, I, honestly, I tell people, me and Swan have this discussion. Swan kind of agrees with me, except he, he appreciates Tupac's music a little bit more than I do. It's like, for me, Tupac was talking about the same thing all the time, and it was a hypocritical stance every time. Like, yeah, that, 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 the same guy would say, keep your head up, and changes was saying, hit him up, and all this other stuff. You know, it was, it was like, he was either really, really stunned out, or he was trying to, like, provide the black community with a good voice. Either way, and either way, he was using the same flow. For me, it was all about the style. It was the same flow. It was the same. It was the same tempo. It was the same. It was the same rhymes. So for me, I got bored of Tupac. Now, by the way, I'm sure folks are expecting Bob Sullivan on the show once again. Bob Sullivan c- cannot make it, unfortunately. Uh, as you and I explained before too, and it's not a big deal. You know, Bob Sullivan also coaches baseball, so uh, and unfortunately, his game got rained out. Yes, or got rained out. So they had to push the game back, and it ran into the time. So we're we're gonna get on the show. We. We may do something going forward in the next couple couple of days. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Bob. Screw um, you, Bob. Screw, screw you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. That, that's what that means. <laughs> actually, we're gonna have on. Actually, next week we're gonna have a Ross and Ross hosting in your place. Um, you just yeah, you won't be here next week. Unfortunately, we here like. Uh, actually, like Southern Kale, I never hang out with my coworkers, and one of them's having like a pool party like early in the day, though, because she wants people to come to the pool at her parents' house. Parents, obviously, they own some ridiculous house from what I heard, some mansion, almost thing. So I never hang out with them. So I figure, yeah, I'll go after work and hang out with them for a little while. You know? So I, 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 if I can, I'll try to call like at the five thirty part of the show. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what kind of condition I'll be in. I already, I already told Roslyn, you know, you know, heads up, hey, it must be you and I only because uh, G has some other other stuff to take care of. So yeah, she, no must have been heart- she must have been heartbroken. She must have been heartbroken. Yeah, I'm sure she is. Oh, well, you're the heartthrob. Come on. <laughs> That's my own girl right there. And actually, that, um, I want to shout her out because she helped me out. She came on the DCL Sports Hour this week, and we really just we just chopped it up about nothing. And it was Dude, that was awesome. a great podcast. I, that, I, it I, really I, was. I actually enjoyed the podcast. I, I enjoyed it. Like, you guys talk more about pop culture stuff and music and whatnot and vinyls and all that stuff that and, and, yeah. and you took it to a place like having a disc man back in dude i remember the struggles in high school having a disc man and having to choose from like my my collection of cds okay what five albums do i want to have my ear on my ear today possibly 
and had that take the CDs in my in my in my, uh, in my backpack. See, for, for for me, it was easy because I didn't bring books to school, so I just threw a bunch of CDs in my book bag. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the hardest. I carried a folder with loosely. Honestly, I had a folder with loose leaf paper and a pen and a bunch of CDs. That's all I had in my book bag. <laughs> that, that's the way senior year, senior year at least I should say that's how I rolled I was like I don't need a book I'm gonna go to sleep in class anyway why do I need a book alright we come back NBA Finals discussion tied at 2 best of 3 is up next Urging Podcast Once again, follow me on Twitter at G-E-S-T-W-L-I-O. Uh, follow me on Twitter, guys, at EJ Christian number seven. That's the great seven dust, one of my favorite bands in the world. By the way, when I do my, my next playlist and I, I actually do the top five bands of all time I love, they're in my top five. That's for the record. I have no opinion. I, I think I've heard one. You, 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 well, you, you, you say you say you were in the fan of theirs. Yeah, I think I've heard one song of theirs, and that was it. <laughs> what song I, was I, it? I, 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 
I don't know what song it was. It was my, I think my friend Chet, who loves them, my friend Chet loves Dream Theater and Seven Dust, you know, and he sent me a song by Sega. Dude, you got to love this song. I was like, dude, don't ever email me ever again because that was trash. Dream Theater? <laughs> not a huge fan of them necessarily, but... And it, it, you know what it is? It, my, my friend Chet is a drummer, and he loves uh, Portnoy, mm-hmm. the drummer. That, that's mm-hmm. why. Which, which, which I got to say, like, I have respect for him because when... Because when my favorite band's drummer died, and then Semaphone, when Rev passed away because of a drug overdose, yeah. um, and he actually filled in on that album, the Nightmare album, and did all the drums for Ben Semaphone, which was cool because cause it, he was the Rev's idol. So I thought that was pretty cool of him to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've been doing this thing also, too, on, on, on lately on social media. You've been doing this throwback. Uh, what's it called? Throwback? Uh... Throwback City. <laughs> yeah. Throwback um, City. You've been posting on your Facebook and on Twitter, and it's like different, like, I guess like it's similar to the playlist, sort of like I think it's a mix that you're doing. Is it something that you put together? Yeah, that's uh, what, yeah. Because like uh, one of my other million jobs and and hobbies is that I DJ. So <laughs> so what I did was I figured like everybody's been complaining about hip hop and R and B of today. So I actually put together nineteen, no, it's actually twenty mixes. It's actually twenty mixes of throwback music, mostly nineties hip hop. Um, a couple of like the year two thousand kind of slip in there. Here and there. But, yeah, it's about, like, 45 minutes each mix. You know, uh, I, yesterday I released uh, two New Jack City ones, which I had a lot of fun doing, man. That's, like, yeah, all that's that, 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 that was a fun era. Yeah, that yeah like, that's the a lot of fun. But other era. than that, it's a lot It's a lot of the 90s stuff. A lot of the B-Boy New York rap and a lot of, like, the West Coast G-Funk stuff. Like, you know, it's a lot of fun music, though. So, you know, I, I, if you follow me on Twitter or whatever, I put out the links all often. So. You just tend to put on the on the, uh, on the Heavy Hour uh, 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 feed. I should. Yeah, I'm Chad, you're listening, which probably is, or will be at some point, because this is the show all the time. They're done. He listens, he listens to all his shows. <laughs> Either way, I don't, I don't know. Before, before I get to the, the, you, we talked a little sports in the first 20 minutes of the show, and that's fine. We've got a lot of sports coming up anyway. Um, by the way, we listened about 10 minutes. Um, let me say, uh, Ray Morales is now part of the Happy Hour Network. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't hear yeah. about that. I didn't. Which I'm yeah. surprised because usually, usually I get about thirty-five thousand happy hour tweets on my feed a day. So I'm surprised I didn't <laughs> see that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, Janice Clark said in terms of like celebrity deaths, Robin Williams is the one that, that affected her the most. She tweeted, or Robin Williams is the one that affected her. Robin Williams didn't really uh, affect me. It was sad, but I wasn't necessarily. The, I, I, I think we did, we did a show that same uh, that week. Yeah, we, we both said we weren't really diehard no. fans of it. Yeah, we both said we weren't fans of it, really. Oh, second after Michael. No, my wife came and was like, he's big. No, she... That's not true. It wasn't Biggie. Wait, hold on. Who was it, who was it, who was it then? Who was... It was James Brown. Oh, that's right. Biggie's number three. Number two was James Brown when he died. She's right. My wife is correct. I wasn't really a big fan of You know, I, I guess I'm fortunate. Yeah, what I will say is, and my man is old, and I'm going to see him at the end of the month. When it's Brian, Brian Wilson, five to go, I'm going to cry like a baby. That's 100%. I know I'm going to cry like a baby. I'll be episodable for about a couple of weeks with Brian Wilson. Back. So that's I, what I mean, Mike. I mean, I'm, I'm still dealing with it now, six years later. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, How about the fact that the last person alive, I think, now that would probably, well, Prince is one, but. Steve Wonder's last guy, I think, would I would I think would get to me when he passes away. When he passes away, I'm not being the last guy. Yeah, I um, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's sad actually? That the Whitney Houston death didn't really affect a lot of people. Ooh, it was like one. great. I'm sorry. 
it's like when you think about it though, her death because she was such a I don't I don't even say disrespect. I understand how she was viewed publicly. Her life turned into like a turmoil life joke for the last ten years. It you shocked know? me, and, but, but Gene, it's, that shocked me because because I I thought at that time she was turning things around. She was trying to, or you know? or, or, or or at least her publicist was making it look like she was trying to. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> You know, but I I thought she was turning it around, like she was trying to be in a studio again, and all that. But I don't know. By the way, by the way, I love when Lane Green randomly texts me like during the week, about like out of nowhere about the finals and stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like random tweets, like, oh, you know, damn, I can't believe this happened. Cleveland's up two to one. What's going on? And the goal is in trouble. Look, I well, well, you well, you that, are you celebrity name dropping right now? Is that what you just did? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm flossing. How about that? I'm flossing. <laughs> Celebrity name dropping on your own podcast. <laughs> no, but I said this oh, yeah. after game two, game three. What Cleveland is doing is amazing. I just don't know if they can sustain this because what they're doing is basically putting another team with duct tape and, and literally with duct tape, okay, using a seven man rotation against the deepest team in the league, all right, and everybody. Guys who don't play more than 20 minutes a game are, are now having to put in 44 minutes a game. They're using a, a seven-man rotation just to be relevant in the series. And as well, they played the first three games in the series. It wasn't like they were, you know, they were dominating the pace of the series, but yet their win, their, I mean, their point differential was what? One point, two points, and then like five points next game? Mm-hmm. You know, they played horrible those first three games. And yet, Golden State was within arm's length of winning all three games. And, I, and, and this is my concern going into it. I, I said this. LeBron James, I said, I said that the game, at the last week at the game one. LeBron James can have those games, 44 points, 12 rebounds, you know, whatever, all, all, the triple doubles, all that. And they can still lose this series because there's not enough firepower. And Golden State could absorb this. And now that they finally figured out what to do, they figured out what to do, in terms of adjustments, in terms of getting the ball out of his hands, in terms of during other... I mean, you're asking J.R. Smith to beat you. J.R. Smith! To be the number two guy. I mean, that's... I mean, right. he was 2-12 two, two last night? Come on. I mean, their second-best player in the series right now is... By the way, it's not... I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of the whole Beth Del Dover thing. Like, he's, he's gritty. I like him. Can we stop with the Del Dover stuff now, please? What, what is the obsession with 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 with, 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 with like scruffy and and tough white guys that come in there and like, oh Joe Dover yeah my God yeah, they, they, it, it, it reminds me of the JJ Barea um craze that people went through a couple of years ago yeah yeah, yeah exactly you know and I'm not knocking yeah. Dover guy I'm, I'm just saying though I think people people get excited about that because he's white that's probably why yeah Sorry. that's exactly why no, no, you're exactly right. right yeah real talk you right. know so that. To be honest, the second best player, in my opinion, in the series has probably been Tristan Thompson, dominating the boards. But, you know, I don't understand also, too, with Dave Black. And now you're hearing rumors coming out now that, you know, there's been frustration in the locker room that players are not happy that, about Dave Black's rotation. That even with all the injuries that he's stubborn, he's sticking to a seven-man rotation. Why is Mike Miller there? Why is Sean Marion there? Yes, I get it. I They're know. older, but you need fresh bodies, even for four or five minutes. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, I. I mean, obviously, you know me. I'm not watching the series, but I hear it. I, I hear it. Talking about it. You that watch the series? 
Yeah, I really, I, dude, I'm asleep by ten, ten o'clock, ten thirty anyway. So I, 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 I don't care. I really don't care who wins. Really, that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> I really don't care who wins, so it doesn't matter to me. But what I will say is this, though, like, like you'll you'll never hear me say this again. I actually feel sorry for LeBron James because I honestly think that if he had Kyrie Irving or if he had Kevin Love, then I, I, I think Cleveland would win this series outright. You know, I, I, I remember I picked Cleveland in five if he had Irving with them.
But mm-hmm. I can't. I, I hate the city of Cleveland, though. So it's like I, I don't want well, to be happy. Well, that's that's kind of like my my situation too. Like you think, oh well, uh, I'm a bitter Heat fan, you know, LeBron. No, not really anymore. I mean, yeah, but the point's gone. But my 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 gripe with them, my gripe with that with that uh with 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 Cleveland really is not so much even the city of Cleveland. It's, it's that damn owner, Dan mm-hmm. Gilbert. I mean, I don't want to. I just, I, I refuse to see that guy raise a trophy. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have problems with trying to envision that. So. Well, even LeBron himself, they, what, what I hear, they don't have a relationship any right now either. They just, they, it, it works. LeBron's a weirdo, man. Like, really, he's just a weirdo. He's a real weirdo. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. Well, he's a weird individual. Well, he is, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a, a man. Takes the checks though. He takes his checks, but you know, I think with in the case of uh, of uh, uh, Dan Gilbert, he stays out the way. Yeah, then, as, he, as, as, most, as most owners should, but they don't. <laughs> you know, as most owners should, but they don't. So. Well, I mean, yeah, but they don't. Yeah. Oh, stupid. <laughs> especially, especially guys like uh, um, you know Jerry Jones, who I do respect, you know, but sometimes sometimes stay away a little bit, you know. Anyway, we come back. We should have on Lane Green, BasketballTimes.com on the show. Talking NBA Finals and more. Next, Earth Week Podcast presented by the Habitat Network as well as NGSCSports.com. Because what, G? Wait a minute, Yeah! Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find Yeah. Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Yeah. Those who correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I could rule the world, everyone would have a gun in the ghetto, of course. When you be up and on their horse, kick around, drink and moonshine. I pour a sip on the concrete for the deceased, but no, don't weep. Why clefts in the state of sleep, thinking about the robbery that I did last week? Money in the bag, banker look like a drag. I wanna play with Pelicans from here to Baghdad. Gun blast, think fast, I think I'm hit. My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist. I think not, I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again hooligan, no need to be king again. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Ready or not, here I come. Play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress, don't smoke death. Less, I must confess my destiny's manifest. In some vortex and sweats, I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies with orgy and best. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you if you represent the fool, but I hex you with the witch's rule if you do do. I could do what you do, easy. Believe me, my niggas give me heat to TV. So why you imitating Al Capone? I be needing Simone and defecating on your microphone. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. You can't run. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so. Ooh. 
baby, I'm down on my knees. <laughs> anyway, follow Lang Green on Twitter at Lang Green with the E at the end. All his great work at BasketballInsiders.com. Lang, how you doing, brother? Yo, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. We, we are now dead even. Best of three NBA Finals. You know, by the way, I was just telling Gene, I was flossing earlier. I say, you know, I was telling Gene, you know, I, I love Lang <laughs> Green. We, you and I don't talk all the time off, off, you know, off, off air. But you tend, right. you tend to send me random text messages once in a while about the about the game and i really do appreciate that man hey man hey, no problem man uh you know gotta put you gotta 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 stay connected on this thing i mean we've been talking about this uh not just the finals but the nba man all season so now with it coming down to a close i just say you know what let me reach out to my brother and just uh keep closer tabs on it appreciate it, appreciate it man oh what's so far four games in what's been your takeaway from this finals my, my takeaway is this. LeBron haters are going to hate him regardless of what he does. Mm-hmm. Stephen Curry has disappeared and reappeared and disappeared and reappeared. <laughs> you know, he's just like, <laughs> when you count him out, he just starts destroying stuff. Um, you know, Andre Iguodala, uh, you know, Andrew Bogut, former number one overall pick, has just been reduced to rubble, uh, basically being benched. David Lee coming out of nowhere, Matthew Dellavedova. I mean, this has just been a, a final series that you just wouldn't be able to just put on paper. Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith, so great in the last series versus the Atlanta Hawks. Both of them basically disappearing acts in the finals when they have the stage to themselves to kind of do what they need to do. It's just, it's just crazy. It is just absolutely mind-boggling in this finals, but it's a good one so far. Right. Let me ask you this though, quick, because like uh, one of the things that boggles me, boggles my mind about this series about, about about the Cleveland Cavaliers in this series so far. Okay, they're obviously they're they're undermanned. Okay, and I get the fact that Mike Miller and Sean Marion, those guys, aren't what they used to be. But right. why isn't Dave Black playing more than seven guys in the series? Not, I mean, look, I get Mike Miller is, is you know, like I said, they're, they're all broken and older, but right now they just need fresh bodies for even for a couple minutes. Well, it, it makes you think that there's something more to the eye. And I've talked to some guys when they covered Cleveland, and they said that Sean Marion is healthy. So if you take them by their word, you would say, well, why? you would think that Sean Marion, a, uh, a former all-star, a guy heading into the, re- you know, into the retirement sunset, if you will, you would think that he would have some minutes in this series. But maybe it's a pace thing. Uh, maybe it's a matchup. I mean, who, do, who does Sean Marion match up well against? Who Golden State right now? Um you have to probably trust the coach at this point. If he's not playing, he might not be in a position to be able to contribute much, but you would have to think that a guy like Sean Marion, I'm not talking about Brendan Haywood and Kendrick Perkins. I'm talking about Sean Marion, a guy that was a starting shooting guard for this team at some point this season. You would think he'd be able to give them at least five to seven minutes here and there. Uh, (laughs) What was the last four, G? What happened? I heard you laughing in the background. Maybe, maybe it was somebody else then. No, I don't know. Um, I wasn't saying anything. I know you're not watching the, the final, so I'm, I'm going to continue with the, this interview, sir. Um, no, I, I, I actually had a question. Um, oh! Like, like you're, you're, you're a smart basketball guy. You're, like, you're, you're ten times smarter than EJ is with any sport, right? So I respect whoa, whoa, <laughs> you. Know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wow. 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 What was that for? What was that for? Huh? Uh, <laughs> Wait, he's, he's Got him! Got him! <laughs> loaded up the cannon. 
loaded. Uh, but no, oh, when, when, it comes to, when, when, it, when it comes to Matthew Delavadova, it's it, for, 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 from, from your basketball eyes, he kind of like the guy who's just overplaying his value right now, and, and this is going to work in his way with, with a contract, and he's going to get grossly overpay, overpaid because of his performance in the final. Yeah, I mean, of course. He, I mean, he's, he's, you know, someone pointed out to me, listen, certain guys come around at the right time, and they maximize their value. This isn't just related to basketball. This could be baseball football. All the time. This, this could be yeah, baseball. This could be uh, football with a um, backup quarterback coming in and, and winning a <laughs> winning a game that the defense probably won, but, you know, the backup quarterback, you know, played. Listen, Matthew Delavadova is a guy. He's an NBA player, okay? So mm-hmm. I don't buy all, the, all of the Rudy stuff and, you know, all the stuff that's weird. He's an <laughs> NBA player, but he is not – a starting caliber NBA player. Let's, let's, you know, he's not an all-star guy, but he had the perfect storm. He got minutes in the finals against a guy like Stephen Curry, who had a couple off nights, and those off nights were impacted by his physicality, right? But a lot yep. of it was Steph, too, not not deciding to take him off the dribble and drive the ball to the hole, playing into his hands and just becoming a jump shooter. But make no mistake about it, we've seen the last two games, Steph Curry's been getting off, Della Vadova with those with the cramps. And I'm just telling you right now, man, that some team will pay for him, but some team paid for J.J. Barrera in, yep. uh, after uh, the Dallas Mavericks beat LeBron James' Miami Heat in 2011. You know, the Spurs paid Patty Mills. You know, this is what, you know, Charlotte paid Gary Neal. This is what mm-hmm. happens, man. You know, these guys show up on a bright, bright, bright and big stage. They're gonna get. They're gonna get paid. No difference than your office job. When some guy shows up, stroke of lightning, somebody you know on maternity leave, they print a couple reports. All of a sudden, in the next back thing, you're sitting in the background like, please, he ain't doing anything. And that's how it is. Um, welcome here at Lang Green Basketball dot Follow us around Lang Green at the end. Lang, do you, could you see a scenario where LeBron James wins Final Three? even if he loses the series? Because I, I really could. I really could see that. You know what? I can't see it. And, and the re- they won't let it happen. I mean, okay. I mean, LeBron would have to do something ridiculous. I mean, you know, he, he would have had to keep up the 40-point average slash uh, push this thing to the Game 7 on two buzzer-beating shots, and Game 7 went two overtimes, <laughs> and he hit the he hit the – Hit the game tying shot at the end of regulation and the game tying shot to send it into the second overtime, and they lose by one in game seven. But, you know, even then, I think you still will find somebody from Golden State that will have emerged enough to win the MVP. Because you look at Stephen Curry's numbers, I mean, he hasn't necessarily been dominant, but his numbers for the series are pretty solid. You know, 23, 24 points. You know, I, I think they would still just give it to someone else. Jake? Hmm. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, right? But what, what, where do you get David Blatt as a head coach? I think he's about a six or a seven. I don't think he's as bad as people are saying. I don't think he's an elite guy yet. He's still learning the NBA um, way of doing things. I think he does have a a wave of confidence when you listen to him talk. He's been through a lot, but he won sixteen titles overseas. I, you know, 
those kind of guys don't scare easily. I mean, they've dealt with all types of egos and everything. They haven't dealt with the NBA ego, but he's learning. And I think he's, I think he's doing an okay job outside of just playing seven guys and not giving Sean Marion any minutes. Yeah. I think he's doing a great job. He has the team. It's just not all LeBron. I mean, LeBron is a guy that goes out and plays by example and guys are run through the wall for him. But David Blatt came up with a strategy, I believe. Hey, this is the way we need to beat him. He's saying the right things in the huddle when I hear him on mic then. I think he's a I think he's a six or a seven. I think he's a good coach that's still learning. Um and he has his team competing at a high level. A lot of this is LeBron, yes, but I can't give LeBron all the credit. The problem with David Blatt is there's a lot of people supportive of Tyron Lue. And there's a lot of people in the media that's very supportive of Tyron Lue from his time as a player and from his time as an assistant coach. So let's not make any mistake that there are some guys in the media that are going to try to do their guy Tyron Lue a solid because if Tyron Lue gets that Cleveland Cavaliers job, they have another guy, a source in their pocket, in their locker room, okay, that is in a situation with LeBron entering the last bit of his prime with two younger all-stars behind him that's just a prime opportunity to be, you know, kind of mostly infiltrated, but, you know, have have someone's ear in the locker room, man, while David Black's kind of an outsider. Talking to Lang Green, BasketballStars.com. Follow on Twitter at Lang Green to eat at the end. So ultimately, you're down on three best three games here. Where do you see this series going? How do you feel about the series now? Well, listen, you told me that this series goes seven and it's decided on the, you know, in the last 20 seconds. I, you know, I wouldn't argue with you. And if you told me that Golden State wins the next two games by 20, I wouldn't argue with, with you at all. But they have to get it done. Right now, it looks like Golden State is going to pull this one out just from the momentum of the series. But I, I can't speak in definitive tones because we've seen that Golden State play their best game in the series last night. And when you look at it, Cleveland was only down six points heading into the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, And if it wasn't for like that early LeBron rest for the first two and a half minutes of the fourth quarter when things got out of hand, we probably set up for another epic um, uh, epic finish. So as of right now, I think the momentum is in Golden State's hands. They're going home where they lost, you know, the last time they were there. They found something at the end of game three, and then, of course, game four they get the win. Going home, best two out of three. Two of those games are in uh, Golden State. I think the momentum's on their side, man. Yeah, I agree with you there, man. Uh, a little um, on uh, finals related back on news uh, yesterday that happened. We saw a trade yesterday, actually. Uh, er- Erwin Ilyasova traded from Milwaukee to Detroit for uh, <clears throat> Crum Butler and Sean Williams. Uh, your thoughts on that? Any, any any reaction to that? Oh, no doubt about it. Listen, wrote about this earlier today. The Milwaukee oh, really? Bucks. Yeah, my, the Milwaukee Bucks are, in my opinion, the Milwaukee Bucks hey, G- are a team. G- see, you see him flossing, right? See uh, Lane flossing. I wrote about it today. <laughs> Everybody's crossing these streets. Everybody's crossing these streets. Listen, I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not trying to flow show today. Listen, but I will say this. <laughs> I did write about it earlier today, but not the trade itself, but just about what the Milwaukee Bucks are trying to do for themselves as a unit. They're not satisfied with the recent success. They won 41 games after winning only 15 the year before, and despite. All the obstacles that this team faced this year, and we can talk about the Larry Drew and Jason Kidd coaching fiasco last summer to uh, Jabari Parker blowing out his knee to Larry Sanders' 
you know, unexpected retirement to the midseason trade when you get rid of Brandon Knight, who was driving the team and bringing Michael Carter-Williams. Everything about the Milwaukee Bucks season, for them still to get a sixth seed and win 41 games is pretty impressive. So now I see a team that's going for the gold. They got new uniforms coming out, which I think are pretty fly. I think they're pretty dope. You got Jabari Parker, who people question his physical stature when he's coming out of college. Now he's rehabbing, looking very toned, and his knees reportedly mm-hmm. going to be in great shape. And now you trade Igasova, who's going to be old, like eight, nine million over the next two years. And guess what happens? You bring in Karam Butler and Sean Williams, two guys that have non-guaranteed contracts. You're going to waive them come June 30th. They're going to be free agents. You clear up six more million dollars in cap space. If you can re-sign Chris Middleton, now you got $23, $24 million to play with in free agency, more than enough money to make a run at a guy like Brooke Lopez, who averaged 20 points and nine rebounds down the stretch, and get him away from Brooklyn. I know 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 G loves to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or, from what Mark Stein was saying with ESPN, Brooke Lopez on the interior, or Tyson Chandler, who's a free agent as well, who played with Jason Kidd in Dallas and who Jason Kidd coached. Um, I mean, now who played with them both in Dallas and New York. And, you know, Jason Kidd also coached Brooke Lopez. So Jason Kidd has some ties with two big men. And when you start talking about pairing those guys up together, man, the Milwaukee Bucks could make some noise, man. And in that conference, the it's, not, it's not hard. I agree with you. In that conference, it's not that hard. It's but you Cleveland shoot, and anybody but, else, really. But you gotta you got to shoot your shot. But I tell people all the time, man, going back to the 90s, the Eastern Conference has always never been as strong as the Western Conference. But yep. I always say that just comes down to the, the the pace of things. In the Western Conference, you need a fast-paced, hectic kind of frenetic pace, high-energy things. There's just more things to do. The weather is typically a lot better in certain spots. You come to the East, the East has always been dominated by three or four teams. It's never been a top-down conference. The West has always been top-down. When you look at how uh, Golden State beat Dallas that one year, the one-in-eight seed matchup. If you look at the Denver Nuggets beating Seattle that one year, the one-in-eight seed matchup. The West has always been a stronger top-to-bottom conference, but if you look back in history, there's a lot of champions that come out of the East. Because mm-hmm. East, you can still have a good team in a bad conference. Right? So. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Anyway, follow Langry yep. on Twitter, Langry to eat the end. Great stuff. Say so, th- th- Next week could be the last Langry show. If not the one after, the Friday after, it could be depending on the, on the finals. Because game game seven will be on Friday. I mean, you know, if there's a game seven, we're gonna have you back on here next week, definitely the week after too, to, re- to recap the entire season. So, yeah, Lang, yeah, no, next Friday, brother, no doubt, no doubt, man. Next next Friday, guys. Later. All right, Lang, be good, be good, brother. All right, that's yeah. the man, Lang Green, Battlesiders dot com. Uh, follow his great work. Um, he, excellent, excellent, excellent writer. When we come back, hot five G's for your topic on this show. Well, favorite seven times on the show next.
karaoke. You like like this stuff, G? You like this uh, this EDM? Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. Once again, thank you, Lane Green, BassRoadSiders.com, coming to the show. Next week, my, if, if if there's a game if there's a game a game seven, Lane Green's last show with us. The Lane Green show will be the week the week after next. If games if the series ends on, on Tuesday, game six, then next week next Friday will be his last his last appearance on the show. At least you know weekly. You know what I'm saying? So we'll have Rob Latall in the second hour in a couple minutes. So rather, G made G actually made a executive decision. <laughs> rather, rather than us do the hot five, he says let's do the hot five at five fifteen. So we're gonna stop. Because uh, you know why? Because we have to stop for Rob Latall anyway. So like I don't want to rush the hot five. The top hot five. That's like my favorite part of the show. I want to rush it. That's right. So, so. that's the, so we're gonna we're gonna do right now. What's trending now? According to reports, Des Bryant considering skipping the Dallas Cowboys season opener. He has said that if they don't have a new deal by July 15th. He is absolutely considering sitting out the game, which is good for me because they play New York Giants. <laughs> uh, I think ultimately he won't, but yeah, because um, he's, he's a competitor at the end of the day. I'm mean, say what you want. It's that he wants to he wants to prove what he thinks, and he thinks he's the best receiver in the NFL. And I think he has a great argument for it. You know, well, I I I think it's a nice play by him. Let's see if Dallas falls into it. I mean, what does he have to lose? You know, he has nothing to lose with that. But I doubt I. Hey, even if there is no contract, I would say 100% he's going to play because he's going to say he won't let down the city of Dallas, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Yeah, he's just, he's just trying to use the leverage he has left, So, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks warned Monta Ellis what will happen if he opts out of his contract, basically saying that if he opts out, they ain't giving him a pay increase on the salary. Oh well. Good luck out there. Good, good luck out there, Monte. Good luck out there. Yeah, and, and the thing is, he's, he's he's he played well in Dallas the last couple of years, but he's he's too much a me me player. Yeah, and I remember the the Nets were going to try to get him a couple of years ago, and I, even I didn't want him. And I always want everybody to play for the Nets. I figure anything's better than what we have. So. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Andrew Bogut says LeBron James dove into cameraman on purpose. This is actually a topic this morning on ESPN, an actual segment on first take. I, 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 it, it was so ridiculous that I turned it off. I was like, come on, dude, really? <laughs> I, 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 I heard about it, and from, from my people that I, was, that I was talking to today, they, they said it did not look like he threw himself into the camera. Right. This is, what, this, is, this is how I felt when, when, I, when I turned that show this morning. I don't watch the show anymore, but this is how I felt. Gotti! <laughs> Gotti! <laughs> Yeah, they got me again. As I, as I, after preaching for for you know for, for years, I refuse to watch the show anymore. I, I turned in for one time. Okay, <laughs> but I, okay, he's gonna do. Okay, uh, he's actually getting off the plane now. Uh, Robert Tall sent me a text. He's <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, we're, we're gonna do high five next segment probably. How how is this for a shocking story? Uh, G. NAACP leader allegedly faked being a black woman for, for years. Rachel, whatever her name is. Yeah, I, I was reading about this on Twitter, and then I actually read the article. Caught on, like crazy, boy, Yeah, that, I, that, I read the article that, 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 uh, that, that our boy D. Will put out. And 
you would think the NAACP would do more research, I guess, <laughs> and just hand over the reins. I mean, I, I think that's more of a bad hump than, than, I mean, whatever. You're going to hustle, hustle your way to the top, whatever. I am not up for that. But, I mean, it's just a weird, it's a weird story in general. Yes, but the NAACP must be, but if I was NAACP, I'd be checking, I'd be making background checks on everybody. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans expect Jadavian Clowney back for week one. Last year was a disaster for him. I mean, he was injury prone. I mean, I, 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 I really think if he's 100% health, it's really health. I mean, he's an athletic freak. And, and, and let's just say even if he's not as great as we thought he was going to be, he's still a ridiculous athlete coming from a corner rush, which is going to help free up J.J. Watt and anyone else on that defensive line. So I, I, I really think you got to give him a chance, and yeah, I, I really hope the best for him. I mean, I, I, I hope the best for him because so many people are talking negatively about him since he came in the league, and whatever he just kept on getting hurt, you know. So which was actually it's, it's ironic because remember he was thinking about sitting out his, his last year in college because he didn't want to get hurt going into the pros. He ended up getting hurt anyway, so it didn't even matter. <laughs> Draymond Green calls Bell Row Peace a living legend yesterday after, at his post-game press conference. This is still the way they play defense. No, uh, Bell Row Peace, a.k.a. Uh, he called a living legend, called Bell uh, uh, Row Peace, Draymond Green. Bell World Peace. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the similarities to their game, actually, though, the way they play defense. So, at least in their prime, anyway, when, they, when, when, when our test was actually no. good. And on everyone's in the house, their opinion. Joe Johnson is one of my favorite basketball players, and I get a lot of backlash, so whatever. <laughs> here's your last one now here. Big one here. LeBron lose to Heat doesn't acknowledge franchise by name. Basically saying that in his press conference that the, the, the franchise he used to play, he was describing about his most challenging uh, time in the NBA in terms of, like, you know, on the court, and he said that, Game six is Boston with the franchise with the quote franchise I used to play for. He fans are up until uh, he fans are in an uproar about that right now down here. Uh, so petty. That's not petty. <laughs> it's made by everybody. Everybody's so sensitive. <laughs> Sports is a business. You know, like things happen. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's just like they, they I act don't, like they're working up with their girlfriends. Gee, I don't do this often. I don't speak bad about my but my but my my uh, he fans out here. This is how I feel. Shut the hell up! Shut up! Get. Jeez, seriously. I mean, it's petty. I mean, he's, I, I don't know. There's still some residue of him being gone, and I know people butt her about it. But come on, dude, it's over. It's been a year. Come on, get over it. All right, That's pretty much anyway. the perfect definition of it. But her, they all butt her. Yeah, pretty. That's what it is. All right, I'll turn away. We come back. Hot five plus Robert Tall and Steve Borstein on the show round number two next. Third Speaker Podcast, presented by Habitat Network World. It's
right here at Ernest Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest DJ Christian. Once again, the podcast presented by the Happy Hour Network, as well as NGSports.com, because we never stop. Once again, also joined by my co-host, the heartthrob. Follow me on Twitter at GWSCWLIO. G Stelios here with us. Follow me on Twitter at EGSummer7. And it's that time, G. We, we, I mean, this is a, we're kind of like a weird show. Hour number two. We're going to have on Robert Hall in <laughs> eight minutes. 5.30. Steve Borstein. Can't wait for that. It's top hot five, man. Your favorite, your, favorite, your favorite part of the show. All right, then. Hot five topic number one. Reports coming out. Sacramento Kings are a dark horse to a part of John Vondo reporting to Gary Washburn of the Washington Post. Is this a good fit for our, for the man who quit on the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, I mean, if you if you're into having moody players on your team on your roster, having uh, almost half your team's moody players like Rondo and Demarcus Cousins, who I do love by the way, then yeah, I guess it's a good move. I guess for that. Otherwise, I stay away. I mean, I, I get the fact that Sacramento has a hard time luring free agents there, but Rondo isn't a guy I, I would necessarily want to uh, go after. I I'd rather, honestly, he's he's almost toxic to the point now where I'd rather have a guy like Darren Collison. Or somebody, a marginal, a marginal guy like George Hill, before I go after, go after uh, Rondo. It's not because Rondo's not good enough. It's the fact that there's a lot of baggage that come with it. A lot. So, to me, because unless Rondo goes to my face or Marcus Cousins goes up a little more, bad fit. Yeah, I, I don't like that fit. Like, I really think Rondo needs to be back with players that he respects. You know, because Rondo was a one or a two guy. Um, in the locker room, it's just not going to work. Like, and, and Boston, everybody loved him because he knew his role and he wasn't going to talk back to anybody over there. You know, when he became the guy over there, you know, his attitude came out more. He, he, I mean, you got to remember, he went to a Dallas Mavericks team that, 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 that arguably was the best offense in the league or second best offense. Then he got there and they were terrible. <laughs> you know, so so I, I don't know what that says about Rondo, but I would say away. Um, hot five topic number two, the San Diego Chargers are going to retire LaDainian Thompson jersey at halftime. Week 14. Uh, deserving? Absolutely. No, I know any of that. I think, he, like, I actually, you know, we were talking before the show started about an idea probably during the summer to fill time, possibly talking about, like, you know, uh, top running backs, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl era and where they rank and whatnot. But Dan Thomas is definitely in the top 10 uh, running backs of all time. I mean, it felt like it was a short career, though. It felt like it was, like, too short. At least to me, anyway. But, uh, it's over, obviously, this is long overdue. Um, Dane Thomas is obviously the best, um, probably the best player in franchise history. Certainly the most decorated one in terms of uh, statistics and what he's accomplished. Um, yeah, this is definitely, definitely great. He's going to be in Canton also, too, at some point. So, yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, you know what's funny? Like, I, I think he was a great player or whatever, but I, I think the part that, that sticks people are, or the part that sticks people the wrong way is that in the playoffs, like, he always had, had that pouty kind of attitude. He was like a spoiled brat kind of pouting on the sidelines because the Chargers never won anything. You know, I think that's the one thing that kind of sticks to people, but whatever. I mean, he, he was kind of a biatch for that, but whatever. Um, hot five topic number three. According to Coach Mike Pettin, 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 the Cleveland yeah. Browns, yeah, the Cleveland Browns coach says that Josh McCown has been better than advertised. I, I, I can't even finish that statement without chuckling. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to be like, were we discussing that with Lang a couple of minutes ago about like how like players you know get like bigger deals because they back a quarterback? Remember, remember, yeah. the, you know this. You're a Bears fan. You went to the two years ago yeah. with him. Had a great little yeah. run. Bears won some games. All of a sudden, Bears fans are like, oh, let's start him with J. 
Cutler. No, 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 no. You saw last year what he can do. He is not a good yeah. quarterback. He's a good backup to have, man. But a third quarterback, no. And you can't say, oh, it's Tampa. No. Tampa has talent. Please, don't give me something. Don't give me something on Josh McCown. Nice guy, great guy, better backup quarterback than a starter. Stop, 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 stop selling this, Pep. It's not working. Like, I don't know what got into him in those five weeks he played in Chicago because he looked outstanding. <laughs> you know, I don't know. To this day, I mean, nobody knows what happened to him. But, like, it, he, he, he lacks the arm strength. Um, it, 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 and and he, can't, he can't read safeties on the defense for the life of him. He can't read a safety for the life of him. He's, he's, he's a backup quarterback. Um, the Browns are in trouble again this year. <laughs> um, As always. Top five topics. Yeah, top five topic number four. The Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan says Kirk Cousins can be a great quarterback. You buy him or sell him, what do you think? Sell him that, of course. I mean, we saw, you know, they, they tried this whole thing uh, the last couple of years of Kirk Cousins being this guy. We saw how good he really is last year. Remember that Giants game uh, on Thursday Night Football? Was it six, was it five interceptions, some of that? Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah, decent, he's terrible. but he, yeah, he's not. Look, you know what I'll say about Kirk Cousins? He's a step below Josh McCown. That's that's what I got to say about Kirk Cousins. And not only that, I, I think this, this speaks more about this, there's a underlying, you know, resentment towards RG3 by tainting the entire situation. So you have a guy like Shannon who, who's coached her two years ago, you know, commenting on this in Atlanta, saying that, yeah, you can be a quarterback, yeah, you know, Basically vouching for him over RG3. Get out of there, that crap. Sorry, not happening. Um, we, we actually switched out the hot five topic. So, hot five topic number five. Rumors are throwing that the 49ers are strongly considering putting Colin Kaepernick on the trade block. Um, if you're a team desperate for a quarterback, would you trade for him, EJ? Depends on the team. Um, give, me, give me a bad team that needs a quarterback really bad. I, I, I think he's still worth the risk because there aren't that many good quarterbacks in the league anymore. You know, at least with Kaepernick, he's young enough. You know, I mean, he's a, bit, he's a bit of a knucklehead. You know, he's done some really not-so-smart things with social media as of late. Um, but if you give him an environment that's strong and a, and a team that, you know, is, is stable, I think you can work with him. I think he's, I think he's talented enough to at least give him a, give him a shot. I, I don't, I, you know, he's very talented. I, I just don't, I, I, it's, it's upstairs, dude. It's upstairs. It's up, it's up to him. But I think if you're a team like, like the, uh, give, me, give me a team that's stable. The Jets? I like, I like Todd Bowles, so maybe a, maybe on a team like that could help a little bit. I, I think Colin Kaepernick's probably one of the top three overrated players in the league. I think if you trade for him, all you're doing is it's throwing away it's throwing away value for a guy who's just going to make you that that pretty much less mediocre. And, and he, he, he struggle he's, he's going to struggle learning another offensive system, you know. Um, and, and, and you need to have a strong running game. It's just. It's way too much. <laughs> you have to model, you have to mold your offense way too much to make him at least average at best. Way too much. So, so the, the, you know what? With Jim Harbaugh gone, the 49ers just, just figure that project is over with and look for a real quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go rebuild from scratch, I mean, and, and, and everybody's retiring left and right in San Francisco anyway. Might as well trade out. Franchise right now. Might as well. It's amazing. Might it's amazing well. how, how things have changed in the in in the last six months for Forty Nine ers The only thing that's weird, though, the only thing that's weird is that who are you going to get? There's no quarterback out there to get. No, I mean, the only, I mean you got to find it. if a team's willing to give up draft picks or some kind of value for them, then you, then you get rid of them because you're going to stink this year anyway. So why pay them? All right. 
That's today's top five. When we come back, our guy, Rob Latall, BlackSportsOnline.com, talking more finals. Maybe talking about this Whitlock firing today or, you know, uh, stepping down from the, whatever the hell that happened in the ESPN with Whitlock. But we'll, we'll talk to, we'll to Rob Latall next, Earthing Podcast. appreciate it if it's good. That's the way I feel about music. It doesn't matter if it's old or not. Eh, this was all right. I mean, like, yeah, like, like some songs like this is just like, I, I'm, I'm not the coolest guy in the world, and if I think it's cheesy, then it's cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of on my level, too, with music a little bit in terms of, like, uh, you like, there's things that you like that will probably shock folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, Oh, what, that, what is, I, like, I, 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 have, I have to talk about Taylor Swift later on in this show, by the way. So I just don't want to forget that. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Beef thing. Beef. Okay. Man. Anyway, join no, our, our guy, the editor-in-chief at BlackSportsOnline.com. Follow us for at BSO. Our guy, Rob Tall. Rob, what's going on? I'm at, you know, I'm hanging in there, you know, jet setting on Southwest Airlines. <laughs> Get those deals, those those nice little deals they put out last weekend. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. They they put out some nice deals last weekend, some like really cheap deals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if you uh you know Southwest is the way to go. You still got the the, the two free bags. Uh, you right. get the peanuts. You can sit wherever you want to. So you know if you see a pretty <laughs> lady on the flight, you can kind of 
you know, shoot your shot for it. So I'm, I'm all <laughs> like Southwest. I, I, I'm like their, their spokesman. I should be in one of the Southwest commercials. <laughs> you should. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I loved your uh, you, you're posting on your on your social media. You know, you ask you know a part of media row after the game. Um, asking LeBron questions and then the coaches questions. Great job, by the way, man. You you look, you look well, the most focused you. of all of all the media guys. You look the most focused. <laughs> Seriously. Well, here's my here's the thing. You know, I, I work in in online media, so you know our opportunities to get some camera time and to get you know kind of those one on one you know question times are, are are not as much as like the beat writers or the TV right. guys or the radio guys that are there in the city all the time. You know, we're national you know media that's talking about. A lot of stuff, you know, but we're online. So when you have that opportunity, I see a lot of guys, and I always tell people this, I see a lot of guys, and, and, you know, they get the opportunity, they get the credential or whatever, but then they, you know, just kind of stay silent and blend in, you know, to the back. You know what I mean? You can't do that if you want to expand your brand. You know, you can't be scared. You got to go out there. And and what I've noticed is as long as you are not, you know, saying anything dumb or or stupid and you're asking, you know, some questions that are, you know, halfway unique, the, the people that are around, the people that are in charge of, you know, making sure you get your questions out or the access and everything, they get used to seeing you. They get used to your, you know, questioning style, and then they feel comfortable, uh, you know, letting you, you know, do a question to LeBron or, or Steve Kerr that they know is going to be, you know, seen by, you know, millions of people on, on ESPN. So, you know, I, I, you know I, I try to give tips, you know, to the young people that I see, you know, out there. But when you have an opportunity – um, and you have an opportunity where you can say your name and your brand or your site right. or, or whatever, uh, you got to take it. So you're saying you're encouraging people to floss themselves, to go floss, peep game, floss all yeah. day. Yeah, man, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, I mean not, you, know, you know, not to go uh, old school because I'm getting old, though, but, you know, closed mouths don't get fed, you know. <laughs> I mean, after, after I ask those questions, you know, a lot of people are coming up to me like, oh, you're Robert, oh, yo, you BSO, oh, we – we know that we, you know, so that's how you network and that's how you meet people. Exactly. And that's how yeah, tell I you, agree, brother. You know, I agree. You, yeah, you know, yeah, come on my radio show. That's probably, you know, you guys want to. If I was just sitting at home sleep, you know, you guys wouldn't want me on. You know, so, so you know, so that's, <laughs> you definitely gotta, you know, shoot your shot when you have a chance. Uh, so what's been your takeaway from the series so far? We're t- tied to heading back to San Francisco. Um, uh-huh. I, I, like with Cleveland, I mean, like they dominated the, the pace for these first three games. Mm. All signs point to them maybe closing the thing out maybe if they won Game Four, and just with, with a quick slap and a, and, a, and a punch, the Warriors have control of the series. In my opinion, has control of the series again, just like that. Right. Um, I thought Draymond Green. He said he said a great, great quote. It probably got overlooked. But I don't think they showed it live. Uh, somebody asked him a question. You know what? You know basically what the same thing that you just said. And he said that they were treating the series uh, with a regular season intensity. And, you know, regular season Warriors, you know, playing that way can win 67 games. But, you know, playing in the finals, you have to take it up, you know, several notches. And, and he really felt that only game four was when they actually took it up to another level. Now, can they maintain that? Because if they do, they have run the Cavs out of the building because the Cavs just simply don't have enough uh, offense, but you know, beyond LeBron to keep up with them. I mean, the Warriors can go 10 deep if they, if they need to. So right now, it's a, you know, it's a street fight. You know, the Cavs are trying to, you know, make it ugly, make it muddy, like you said, slow down the pace. Uh, but if, if the Warriors have truly indeed, you know, with maybe this lineup change or just a little bit more focus, uh, have mm-hmm. figured out, hey, man, if we play really, really, really hard, these guys, can, you know, can't run with us. Uh, if they figure that out, then, you know, I, I think this series will be over sooner, you know, than later. 
Get back to the uh, before I ask you a question. Get back to the uh, you know the the media thing. Did you uh, catch Kanye West at the uh, podium? I actually told Kanye West to go to the podium. That was me. Oh, you wait, wait, wait I, that's you? You guys missed that last night, I guess. When no, when I, I was coming it, down, it was you that said that. Okay. Yeah, when I came down to the media area, I was coming down off the elevator. I turned and I literally walked into Kanye West and his uh, entourage or whatever. When I walked into him, like it was literally like you just was like coming around a corner and you were walking to someone. So my natural reaction was like, "Hey, what's up, Kanye?" And he was like, "What's up, man?" And I was like, "You enjoy the game?" He was like, "Yeah, man." And he said, "I, I could have got out there and did and you know did some things." I like you should go up to the podium and have a fake uh, presser. And he was like, "You thought about it for a second, and then actually you know he was up there. And actually, if you listen to the whole video, you would hear my voice in the background saying, "Where are you going in free agency after the series, Kanye?" That's me. Oh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's you. That. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so you're, so you're the one that. Okay. So I, I blame you for. I'm blaming you for uh, Rob. I'm blaming you for it. You're, yeah. yeah, you got credit for Yeah, that blame one. me. I, but see, I didn't know that the NBA, you know, uh, TV like cameras were rolling. The whole time, and that's why I, that's why I looked so official. But in reality, it was just it was just me giving them a suggestion, you know, to walk up there, and you know, nobody gave me any any credit or anything, no, you know. But that's okay. That's all right. It's good though. I I, I had the video out on my Twitter account, you know, before they came out with the official uh, video. So so yes, that was my uh, chance meeting with Kanye, and actually me turning it into a a story. Like I say, gotta shoot your shot when you got a chance. That's right. My man, Rob, it's all flossing, baby. Gee! Um, Rob, what, what did you think of LeBron James' acting job when you got shoved into the cameraman last night? Whoa. Well, I mean, he legitimately hit his head, but that's what you get when you, you're trying to act like my grandma. You say you're adding hot sauce to it, boy. That's what you do every time I was like, when, when I would act out as a kid. You know, you know how you act out when you were a kid and you're, you're overdramatic and you're crying and flailing and all that stuff, and my grandma would say, stop adding that hot sauce to it, boy. And, and that's what he did. You know, he got fouled. It was a hard foul. And he added a little hot sauce with the dive. But, he, you know, he mistimed his dive, obviously, and dove right into the, into the camera. You know, the cameras aren't very close to the thing. But if he would have just, you know, did a natural fall instead of, you know, trying to make it seem a lot worse than what it was, he wouldn't have busted his head open. So he's partly <laughs> to blame. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's okay. Uh, he got a couple of stitches. But he'll be all right. But, you know, he's been known to, to hot sauce a lot of things. You know, that's just kind of part of – LeBron's, you know, you know, his image is he, he's been known to hot sauce from time to time. <laughs> I like you say hot sauce, like literally. Well, it's going to jump up Robert Tall, BlastSportsOnline.com, right here on the Speaking Podcast. Um, we had some breaking news earlier. Jason Whitlock mm-hmm. out as the editor-in-chief at the Undefeated, which was part of ESPN. Remember, they brought him in two years ago to, to do this very venture, and it's supposed to kick off this summer, and he's out. What, what, what is your thoughts so far about that? Well, you know, Dan Spin pretty much, you know, killed them, which has been known to happen when Dan Spin decides yeah. they got a grudge against someone. Um, here's the thing. The concept I'm all for uh, because I think there's not a- enough African-Americans in media, uh, written TV, radio, or, or whatever. A lot of them are just kind of ex-athletes. We're not getting as many new African-American journalists. So I was all about the concept. Now, the problem, as I always saw, was Jason Whitlock. He, he wanted an urban site, but he's not urban, or he doesn't want to be urban, or he kind of, yeah, I don't want to say hates kind of everything that's urban, but he kind of, he kind of does. I mean, he's kind of an does. old school, you know, type of guy. So the match seemed a little weird. You know, you're creating an urban site, which a guy that has literally, I mean, I hate like cliches, like street cred and stuff like that, but he just, 
he's not hip, and he doesn't, you know, it's not even that he's not hip, he doesn't like it, you know, he's kind of, he uses it as a way of, you know, justifying a lot of his actions, or a lot of his written actions, so it was kind of a weird, like, mix, but on the flip side of that, it's like, you hate to see anything that is supposed to be for, you know, minorities and African Americans fail, because we don't get a lot of shots, you know what I mean, like, you know, you know, Bill Simmons can get 15 different, you know, things, and 14 of them can fail, but he'll get that 15 chance, you know. But, you know, for black people, it's, you know, it's very difficult to get one chance. And, you know, if we fail at the one thing, you know, it, it's highly unlikely sometimes you get a second uh, chance. So him, the failure so far of the undefeated is not just, you know, it, you know I can't selfishly say, well, that doesn't have any effect on, you know, me because, you know, that's Whitlock and people don't like Whitlock. It has a trickle-down effect on all African-American uh, uh, journalists. So, uh, you know, I'm conflicted. You know, like I said, I, I, I never thought it was the proper – they were doing it the proper way. Uh, but just to see it fail, you know, there's always going to be people, like, in the background saying, see, this will happen when you let black people run something. They, they run it into the ground. And, and you don't want – and you know how – I always try to say it like this. You know, with black people – if one person robs a, a store, the, the, the next person that the white people see, they assume that all of us are, are criminals. You know, that doesn't happen with any other race. So with something like this, you know, because Whitlock failed, a lot of people just right. don't see it as Whitlock, the individual. They see it as black guy that failed. And now it, come, it, it, it has fall back on everybody else. And, and that's uh-huh. definitely not a, not a good thing. Chief. Um, me and EJ were talking earlier about the Dallas Cowboys, Des Bryant. Um, he's pretty much threatening mm-hmm. to sit out the season opener if he doesn't get a contract, um, if, his, yeah. if his contract isn't extended, renewed, or whatever. I, I was telling mm-hmm. EJ, I think this is a great strategy by Des Bryant, but I think ultimately he's a competitor. He's, there's no way he's going to sit out a week. What, what do you think about the situation? Well, you're right. He is a competitor, and he also blew through all of his rookie money. So he'll be there. That, that's pretty much the, the, the simple part of that. And, and, and the first part is the most important part. He likes to play. He's a great teammate. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to let the team down. He has that competitive mm-hmm. spirit. So I don't want that to get lost. But also, he's not going to leave $13 million uh, on the table. He got to eat. You know, they only get paid 17 or whatever it is. So uh, he'll be there. Like you said, it's just a ploy, a threat. Easy to say that in June. Uh, a lot different when August and September come around and that direct deposit not hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I just want to ask you this question too, uh, uh, Rob. What do you make of the whole Hope Solo thing uh, with her playing, uh, you know, for, for uh, Team USA in the World Cup? You know, you, we, we know about her domestic issues, domestic violence issues off, off the field, of course. Um, you've been very vocal about this on, on, your, on your website too. Mm. Well, it's the double standard, you know. Yeah. She has a history of domestic violence going on, or violent behavior in general, going all the way back to high school. And but then when she goes to play, you know, everybody's like, "Yeah, USA, USA," you know. But same thing happened with Floyd Mayweather. Long history of domestic, you know, violence uh, going way back. Uh, he goes to fight, and it's banned the fight, throw him in jail. Uh, we can't root for him because he did, you know, this. We can't enjoy him as a sport. And to me, that is the double standard. And when I say a double standard, I'm not talking about Hope Solo and Floyd Mayweather. You know, they are just who they are, doing whatever they got to do. I'm talking about fans and media and, and hypocrites that are out there that will, you know, denounce one athlete because he's a male and he's black and won't denounce the other athlete or stay very quiet about the other athlete because she's female and white. 
Right. But, uh, who, who do you think has more street cred, Hope Solo or Jason Whitlock? Whoa! Probably Hope Solo. Like, like, low-key, I would be afraid to, like, like I know, I'm not no punk, so if I, whatever I'm saying to you guys on the phone, if she came up to me, I would say it to her face, but I would keep a couple of steps in between us, <laughs> you know, just in case. You, you ain't alone now, in that. You ain't alone in that. Yeah, yeah, now me and Whitlock, I feel like I, I would imagine, I would hope that we can have like a con, you know, a con- an actual conversation and, and, and things like that, some mutual, you know, professional respect. I wouldn't be in any fear of, you know, a punch coming back. But with her, I, I would I would definitely keep a little distance between my talking voice and, and her fist. <laughs> Hope so would actually be a great bodyguard. <laughs> anyway, you can follow Rollatal on Twitter at BSO. Fresh office flight back from Game 4 in NBA Finals. Rob, we'll talk soon, definitely, brother. You take care, all right? All right, man. Thank you so much. Sorry about the little delay there, but you know okay, how it is. We're trying to work. It worked out fine. <laughs> it worked out great, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. All right, all right you too, man. Be good. That's the man, Rob Latall, blacksportsonline.com, right here, Earner Speaking Podcast. That was good, man. That was good. And shorter than last time. <laughs> <laughs> when he had 35 minutes last time, it was awesome. <laughs> Dude, I... I he had me dying last time. Gee! The last time he was on the show, I literally created that whole thing. I, I, look, I'm not mad about it either because I, I made it into, uh, into an actual podcast. Yeah, he, he so it was, it was that much of Whatever was on his chest, he got off that day. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. But he's good radio, man. He comes on the air, he, a lot of information, a lot, a lot of opinions. I love it. I mean, and speaking of that, our next guest, we come back after this break. Speaking of opinions, my man, Steve Borstein at 1340 AM, Fox Sports, calling the show next. Earn Speaker Podcast.
Once again, thank you to Lane Green as well as Robert Littall of BlackSportsOnline.com for coming on the show today. Um, once again, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Ernest Speaking Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Speaker, iHeart. We do. We are everywhere now, G. This show is everywhere. Well, well, your show is everywhere. My show ain't. Sh- Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! What, what, is, what was that for? What Just was that? It. Wow. It's your show. It's your show. It's your party. Got him. Got him. Anyway, our next guest here, he's the host of, the, of First Sports, Monday to Fridays on 1340 AM, 939 FM, in New Mexico, Fox Sports. My man, Steve Borstein, follow her at 1340. Was it Fox Sports 1340? Or was it the reverse of that? Let me see that. Wow. I, I, I know what it is. That's pretty, I, I that's, pretty solid, that's pretty solid research before you get me on the air. No, no, I, I had it in front of me. I turned off the screen. That's why. I turned off I'm the screen. sorry. I'm sorry. Am I on the Jason Whitlock show? I'm sorry. Who is this again? Wow. Is this the undefeated? I'm sorry. That's I thought this was the undefeated. I was, you know, it's funny. I was right the first time. I, I, I had a habit of, of sometimes getting, getting the number and, and, and the name of the station mixed up. I almost said 1340 Fox, not for Fox 1340. That's what threw me up. That was right the first time. Fox 1340 AM on Twitter. My man, I was, look, I was looking for sports online black. That's what I was looking for. So, yeah. <laughs> sports <laughs> online black. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got him. <laughs> wow, Steve. Uh, that was can you stop playing that? No. <laughs> Jeez, stop it! We're off to a rare, a rare, a rare good start. Yeah, my man, it's been, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a good show today. These, but I tell you what, though, these, these last couple of shows, last couple of weeks, though, G and I, we've kind of some contention to us too, because like last week's show was so great for the first hour and a half, and in the last thirty minutes, we realized we exhausted all our topics. We had no guest scheduled, and the show literally slowed down. Literally took a screeching halt. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So, was bad. what? What? If I if I'm understanding you correctly, what we're talking about is a need for like a Viagra for radio shows. 
Whoa! <laughs> it was like, really bad. Know, hey, if you've got a if you've got a show that lasts under two hours, you need you need to take the pink pill. Yeah, I think I need that. I think, I think we do a little bit of, little bit of Viagra on this show. G. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Your <laughs> <laughs> show. Your sure show. You know. Anyway, Steve, are you, are, Steve, are you in the NBA Finals? Steve, are I'm you sorry, I missed final? your question. Say that, say that one more. I missed your question. I'm sorry. That's okay. Are you enjoying the NBA Finals, sir? I'm loving the NBA Finals. I am loving uh, the. I am loving the anger that disseminated last night and early this morning among Cavs fans and and people who follow the Cavaliers because they got lied to by Steve Kerr when he didn't say that he was going <laughs> to change his lineup. I'm sorry, when did it become a requirement for a head coach of a basketball team to walk over to the other team's locker room and tell the opposing coach, hey, here's my plan. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like MacArthur. MacArthur should have walked over to the Germans right before Normandy and go, hey, we're thinking of coming up this way in the Atlantic Ocean, so you might want to just get your, you might want to get your troops registered over there. That's, that's all I need to know right there. That's that right there. Boom. Like, hey, by the way, guys, hey, Mr. Blatt, this is my starting lineup. I'm playing this guy at this point in the game. Yeah, Cavs fans. Cleveland fans are so, I mean, they, they, they I, I don't know, man. Like, you want to like Cleveland. Well, G is worse than I am. G hates Cleveland. Like, G is mad at LeBron going back home simply because of the, they, they, he doesn't think they deserve LeBron James because that city is just. You know, I don't hate, I don't hate Cleveland for LeBron James. I don't hate LeBron James. I pretty much. Hate everyone equally, so that doesn't really affect me in any way. But that is true. That my, is true. My 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 whole thing is, I just get tired of the. I get okay, and I know we're going to segue into this in a moment here, but I, I really get tired of the LeBron James is the blank of all time. And can we stop this already? Can we please put an end to the incessant? narcissistic fan-based argument of who's the greatest of all time and who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of this. You know who does? Everyone does. I can sit here and make a logical case that the greatest player in the history of the NBA is Brian Scalabrini. There you go. Let's throw his name into the conversation. Why the hell not? Because everyone's got an illogical argument. It's all fan-based. It's all nonsense. And all it does is get retweets and clickbaits, and it gets people all fired up on a Tuesday morning talk show because they have nothing else to do in their, in their wretched, miserable lives except sit here and talk about players that they watched when they were nine years old. Tell me how you really feel, Steve. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tired of the argument. I'm tired of the discussion, and everyone does it, and it's cheap, and it's, it's, it's a cheap 20-minute segment, and that's all it is. Is the uh -huh. argument of, who do you is this guy Steve, the greatest? Do you blame ESPN for feeding that, feeding that beast? I blame everyone for doing it. I blame everyone for doing it. It's on every talk show. Every other talk show that I listen to, it's another 10-minute discussion of, well, this guy was better than this guy, and this guy was better than that guy, and this guy. Well, I didn't watch this guy play, but I heard he was really, really good, so I'm going to put him on the list, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Here's what I know. If you're at that level, 
if you're playing, is there, is there music playing under me in this segment right now? Beautiful. Yep, cool. <laughs> I told you, cool. Awesome. That's beautiful, perfect. It's exactly what I want here. Because every single person who participates who in this me? argument is a moron. Every person who participates in this argument is a moron. You're all They're all really, really good. Isn't that good enough? I had an argument on Facebook the other day with some wretched piece of garbage because she wanted to have it. She wanted to go with this whole thing about how American Pharaoh and Secretariat were in the same discussion. Who cares? Oh, quite honestly, who cares? They're both triple crown winners: Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, all these players, LeBron James, blah blah blah, Sis Bamboo. They're all in the NBA Finals. They're all really good. To hell with it. I'm done. I, I, dude, I, 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 look, I agree 100% there. Like, to me, I get it's fun at times then, but I feel like with, like, with the LeBron, you know, Jordan debate and the Kobe debate, to me, it's, it's like blood and crips. I can't stand it. It's like, dude, appreciate the greatness you have before you. Because when it's gone, it's gone. Right. It's not come back. Just watch the games and enjoy the games and enjoy the competitiveness of the games rather than having it break down into some meaningless water cooler conversation about, oh, the greatest of all time. You know who the greatest of all time is? Me. Right now, at this moment. I'm the greatest of all time. Dare me to challenge that. I love it. I love it. Talking to Steve Borsi and Fox. Fox, 1340 AM on Twitter. G, any questions? Well, my full fast after that. Like, Really? <laughs> Figure it <laughs> out. You just win it. What am I supposed to ask after that? Um, ask anything. Uh, so, I don't uh, care. All right, Steve. Steve, so after that, like, what do you think? Is Kobe Bryant better than Michael Jordan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the only opinion I have. Here's the only real one opinion I have on this matter. And it's the only one I've really ever had from day one. Anyone dumb enough. To put Magic Johnson into that conversation has no knowledge of basketball whatsoever. How's that? None. Because Magic Johnson was Magic Johnson was to defense as the French were to success in World Wars. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've always said that to EJ. I know EJ holds. I don't hold Ir- Irvin Johnson that high regard, and, and I was silly. I that. do. I'm like, I, 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 I do. I'm like, Irvin Johnson yeah. was a great basketball player, but he yeah, was but he was like putting a band aid. He was like putting a band aid in front of a, a runaway train, as far as defense was concerned. He was terrible at it. Which is the only argument I have. It's the only. It's the only stand I really have on the entire discussion. As far as everyone, but, but it, it, does, it, does it take away from his individual greatness? No. It just means that he's not part of that conversation to those who are having an intelligent conversation. If you want to engage in that kind of conversation, don't include his name. His name should never pass your lips, or you should just turn in your credentials at the door. Heard that, EJ? Yeah. Okay, with it. Making sure you heard that. I heard. I, I heard loud and clear. Steve was right. I have a loud right. voice. I'm pretty sure everyone heard it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, are you excited about the uh, the uh, very end of Game of Thrones? Uh, the, the season, anyway. What are your thoughts on the season so far? The season up until the last two shows has sucked. Yeah. You know, the last two weeks were great. You know, I loved the the battle scene, the battlefield scene. You know, I loved that two weeks ago. Uh, last week, look, I'm all about burning people alive, so I enjoyed the hell out of that thing. Um, and the, the Tyrion and Daenerys pairing, 
that to me is like that's the closest thing to legal porn. I mean, that that to me that's a pairing that should have happened wow. years ago. I love Daenerys. I'm 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 infatuated with her. Um, and and Tyrion is I I, I consider myself the like the Tyrion Lannister of radio. He's the greatest, Steve. He's the greatest. Tyrion Lannister is the greatest of all time. If you don't oh, yeah. I mean that's that, that's fun. And and I'm I'm like the Tyrion Lannister of radio, so I, I'm okay with him being kind of paired up now with Daenerys. So I'm I'm all about that. So I'm I'm loving that. I hope they have uh, I'm hopeful I hope they have Will they or should they? I hope they I hope they do. You know, they just don't look right together. That's the only problem. Like they just you know, because he's you know, because he's you know, he's he's a dwarf, you know. I mean, hey, say this much. At least it bodes well for short people like me. That's good. You know, that bodes well. Like, I can put that on my resume. Hey, if Tyrion can get some, I'm sure as hell can, right? Right. By the way, what's your, uh, um, it's funny. Deadspin has put out something on Twitter right now, uh, basically uh, promoting their article they wrote back in March or April. You know, taking credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is trolling the hell out of Jason Woodlock right now. Oh my god! I could imagine. People don't like him. People don't like him to start with, so it's easy to kick him when he's down now. Well, I I, you know, I, 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 I have no problem with Jason Whitlock not having that job. I, I, I think Jason <laughs> Whitlock is a, I think Jason Whitlock is a monumental douchebag. So I, I don't really care. Whoa! Again, look at look at he's on fire. See, you, you know, if you want honest radio. Follow Fox thirteen forty AM on Twitter. Seriously. Hey, at least you got the the radio station right this time. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't the station. wasn't It wasn't the station. Uh, G. It was a Twitter. Oh, was it? No, I, I knew the station already. Get out of here, G. You're still stuck. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, what do you think about this? Uh, well, actually, another HBO question for you because you're you're you are definitely an HBO whore like myself. So. Are you uh, looking forward to watching uh, Ballers? No. The Rock? No? No. In no way, okay. shape, or form am I looking so I'm looking forward to turning HBO off next Sunday. The second <laughs> True Detective season premiere is over. Because I have absolutely zero interest in The Rock and that show. I have zero interest in anything he does Hollywood-wise. I think he's one of the most overrated, under, under untalented actors that I've ever seen in my entire life. I would rather wa- I would rather watch twelve hours of The Miz. You know, uh, I'd rather watch twelve hours of him being a bad actor than watch anything that The Rock does Hollywood wise. Wow, I, yeah, so I like I, The Rock. I mean, <laughs> the Rock, <is> <laughs> I just not you know. I mean, if if The Rock were to play The Rock in a movie, I might be interested in that. But The Rock now has become like an action hero, and he's a he's a he's a helicopter pilot, and he's saving the world from the the the, the one earthquake that isn't going to happen. Blah blah blah. And, and now he's and now he's like a football guy. And before that, he was a cop. And before that, he was a bad cop. And before that, he was a good cop. And before he's a that, he was a bag. And then he's, 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 he, he, I just want him to be The Rock, and, and I would much rather have him just be. Dwayne Johnson, former pro wrestler, and now just windbag. That's what he's become. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, you're dropping bombs, today, Steve. Holy hell! Um, did you Sorry. see Entourage? Are you, are you an Entourage fan? No. Yes. Are you Are you an Entourage fan? 
Am I on No, God, no. God, I hated that okay. show. I hated every minute of that show. I hated oh, every blessed. I hated every blessed second that that thing was on my television for more than a minute and a half. That that show that show was was wretched from the start. And I and, and, and the fact that it, the fact they made it into a movie just shows how how just so much of a a train wreck Hollywood really is. Yeah, that that movie is getting that movie is getting I mean it's getting teared up and uh, with with uh, reviews like it's getting teared it's up. Sure. Yeah, it's getting, it should have been a garbage up. television show. It was a garbage <laughs> television show, and it's a gar- it's going to be a garbage movie. So, so 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 what do you like on HBO then? Besides Game of Thrones, True Detective, of course, you know the newsroom. What what, what shows would you co-sign on on HBO? There were other there were shows in the past that I was really big on. Not so many. Not so many. I love fucking Veep. I love Veep. I do. I love okay, thank Veep. You. That that show is fantastic. Okay, so um, I, the I, older I, I, show. I was really. I was, I'm sorry. I was really into some of the older shows. I was really into In Treatment. I really was into that show. Obviously, The Sopranos. I was. I'm, oh, and the other one that I'm really into um, is and I forget the name of it now. It's like a new show. It's done. It, uh, so is it The Wire? Is that what I'm thinking of? Um, there's, it's like a news show where they go around the world. They have all these weird little topics. It's like a 30 Device? minute show. It's produced. What's that? Is it the there's the Vice show? No, hold on. Yes, Vice. That's it, Vice. That show. That show is frigging brilliant. That show is is incredibly good. That's that's the new show connected to the actual Vice publication too. Yes, and that is a brilliantly written show. It's all news oriented, so it's not fictionalized at all. They send these reporters into like literally like the seventh level of hell, and they and they get these incredible stories. Uh, you know, they, they send them to these really, really weird places, come back with these amazing stories. It's like 60 minutes on crack. It's fantastic. Well, what the, are, you, are you a Wire fan? I wire? was for a little while, and then I sort of dropped off with it. Okay. You, you do like it's not, you know, not, not your top show, that's all. Cause everybody's right, yeah. I mean, everybody's I, and, I, and I was a big fan. I was a big fan of Oz for the first, like, four seasons. Then it got weird. Um... And, and, and like of the current shows, of like I am so anxiously awaiting next Sunday night with the the season premiere of True Detective. I, I really am not because I'm expecting it to be like season one. On the contrary, I'm fully aware that it's not going to be like season one. Russ Cole and Marty Hart are not going to be on the show. It's it's all separate. It's all separate characters and a whole separate show. But I'm really looking forward to it because I've read some of the early reviews. And they look phenomenal, and some of the things I've been reading about make it sound like it's a, while it's going to be a completely different show from season one, it's going to be just as compelling, just as well written, just as well received. So I'm really, really excited about that next Sunday night. Can you tell G that The Walking Dead is overrated, please? That what? The Walking Dead? Overrated. Honestly, we're having a conversation about that piece of garbage TV show. Thank you. Tell him that. Tell him, G. Tell them, tell that is them. a horrible. That is that is a okay. Here, can we just pretty say for the record how completely over I am about anything to do with zombies at this point? Can we stop? Can we finally just stop <laughs> with the zombie thing? Like, if, you know, I mean, seriously, they don't come back. <laughs> they don't. They don't regenerate. They don't come back. They don't eat your brains. I'm done. I'm over it. They're dead. Okay? Yeah, Just leave yeah, them up with me. 
you, you know okay. what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna remember you said this, Steve, because when you're knocking on my bunker when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm like, nah, Steve, it's all in your head. It's an imagination. I'll be. If I'm knocking on your bunker, if I'm knocking on your bunker, do me. If I'm knocking on your bunker, you can. You you are allowed to fire this shot into the top of my temple. You're allowed to do it. <laughs> Gotti! <laughs> Gotti! <laughs> You're allowed. Wow. <laughs> anyway, follow Steve on Twitter at 13, 5, 13, 4, 13, 40 a.m. All those great work. Uh, are you sure? What are you, what are you mad? Are you sure that's what you're going handle? No, no, I didn't get, no, no, I didn't get it. I was, I was say, you're on 9 to 12 Mountain, right? I am. Was it 7 to 10 I'm on 7 to 10 Mountain. I'm on 9 to, nine mountain. Mountain. Nine 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 to noon Eastern. Nine to Right, okay, right, I got it right. That's not, I said, There's a difference. There's that whole other part of the country. There's that whole, you know, like, we're all sort of, like... There's a section, like, between, in, like, the middle of the country where I, I, I sometimes don't want to... If it's central mountain sometimes, I get mixed up sometimes. Okay, well, we, uh, my, my, sh- my show is on iHeartRadio, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time at foxsports1340.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at fox1340am. By the way, Steve, speaking of that, you owe me a uh, a promo still. This is now six months running oh, now. Do I really? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm Jewish. I owe everyone something. So, you know. You know what, though? <laughs> hey, I, I, I don't blame you. I'm married to Jew. I don't blame you. Trust me. Did you really? Yeah, I'm married you to married, yeah. You married a Jewish American princess? Yes, I did. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Last name Feldman. Does she have money? Does she have, does she have uh, money? <laughs> no, seriously, no. that's a thing. I mean, I mean that's no. a real thing. Like if she's got, no. like if she's got, if she's got money or she comes from a good pedigree, you hit the jackpot there. You mean that's like a that's like a winning lottery ticket. Nah, she doesn't have money, but she has a great heart, and she's she and, she and she's a good person. I love her to death. Oh my god, are you in trouble or something? Wow. Why do you, you go into that? She's not, she's not, she's not here. Happy in a hurry. Yeah, yeah what's the hell? I can't wait. Uh, oh well. I got happy anyway. and sweet and sentimental and hurry. You like that, Steve? You don't like that? You don't, you don't think Ernest? You think it's not like that? Come on now. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you know, turn to you know. I mean, you know. She, I mean, you gotta have. You gotta have. You gotta have. Like you were talking about street cred earlier. Like <laughs> she got money. That's street cred. Like that's the thing. True. I mean, no, no. I'm just man. saying. Like I won't. Hey, like I won't you know date what? anybody unless she. I won't G date anybody unless she's got throb- five figures in her bank account. G might be the heartthrob publicly, but I'm the heartthrob at home here. So yeah. Aw, not bad. <laughs> Jesus, can we please end this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> All right, please. We'll talk no, soon. No. Enjoy the season finale. Enjoy the season finale on on Sunday, brother. I shall, my friend. Talk to you guys soon. I mean, dude, take care, brother. And that's oh, the end of the show, man. <laughs> we're gonna end good. the show with you being a sap. That's what we're gonna end the show with. I do want to get. I, I I do want to have one more topic before we get going. One more topic I had in my mind, real quick. Did you see the Colts hang a banner? Um, early in the week, hang a, they, they, they hang a banner. The, the the Colts didn't win a Super Bowl at all, or or was a Super Bowl for that matter. But they hung a banner this week. I mean, they're, they're, they're probably trying to make. They're probably trying to make uh, Andrew Luck feel good. No, no, no. They, they, no. The thing is, they've been doing this since the mid '90s. If they go to oh. the AFC title <laughs> game, just getting there, they got a banner called AFC finalists. Now look, and, 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 
about this in my in my notepad yesterday on ngsports.com. I have no problem with you post having a banner for a division title, conference title, and a Super Bowl. But an AFC finalist banner, really, Indy? Really? Well, well, well come on who's now. Their who's their owner? Who's their owner? Jim Irsay. I mean, the guy's a jerk. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty much the way it looks. Like, it, 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 he's, he self-promotes nothing all the time. You know, it, but at least he stopped using his Twitter account, though, because I, I actually saw it. Okay. He was so annoying. I got, but he's so annoying. I wanted to see, I wanted to see what happened before right. it became news. But, you know, it's Jim Marisay. He's the kind of guy who wants to pop his chest out for any little feat he does, so it doesn't surprise Right. Right. So, okay, check this out. So, KissingSusieCobra.com wrote about this and made up banners for every team in the NFL. Pick a team, and I'll tell you the banner they had for each team in the NFL. Pick a team. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, hold on. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Achieving unlocked, no wide receiver touchdowns. You know the one. That, that was for every team in the league. It's pretty funny. Oh, New York Giants. One really awesome catch. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. Chicago Bears. Pop up somewhere, Chicago. Come on. Really? Bears are... Don't tell me the Bears have got Scott free with this one. Oh, no, no. Chicago Bears, almost thought about playing defense. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay Packers had a 12-point lead with four minutes to play. Banner. Oh, but, but, but before we go off there, I actually got to say two things. Um, Lisa from Saved by the Bell got married to someone in a shotgun wedding for someone she met off Facebook. Do you believe that? She's got a whole defense. Really? Yeah, Lark Bory. Yeah, she she got married to someone she met off of Facebook or whatever. And the other thing you I want... wanted to say is the other thing I wanted to say is um Katy Perry and Taylor Swift the feud is the feud is, is developing. Really? Yeah, they they because Taylor Swift's song Bad Blood is apparently about Katy Perry. And Katy Perry is, is releasing a song called 1984. I remember um, in, in, in response to Taylor, to Taylor Swift, the Taylor Swift song. So, I don't know, it's going to get ugly. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I was just starting to like Taylor Swift, but you don't mess with the hard rock chick, man. Katy Perry is perennial. Right. You're right. That's hands so, off. I agree. That's yeah. hands off. Don't mess with Katy Perry. Yeah, I, I, was, I was just starting to like Taylor Swift, EJ. I was just coming around. Like that blank face song, I, I think that song is great, blank face. You know? Now it's just coming around, and no, you, you, you don't have Katie Perry. All right, shout out, shout out to the new NWA, NWA movie. <laughs> you, you, you definitely won't see my ass in the theater. You'll see that because I ain't trying to get shot. <laughs> I, I said this for a yeah. <laughs> I said this for I really want to see that movie, but it is not worth it because. People in America, you don't know how to act when movies like this come out, and I ain't trying to get shot watching this movie. I will wait till it's on on cable. I will wait. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bad Boys Three. According to reports, the eight team directors in talks of directing Bad Boys Three. Would you go see that? Uh, no, man. How old are these two? First of all, I can't stand Will Smith. He's an idiot. I can't stand Will Smith. He he gets the award wow. every year for worst, but he gets the award for worst father of the year because kids are idiots. You know, ain't less than the idiots. You know. Uh, no, nobody wants to see to, 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 to two men almost 50 years old with their shirts off fighting crime. I don't want to see that. Like, stop it. 
Shout out to one. Shout out to uh, G. Wilder. Uh, eight years old. Yeah, eight years old. G. Wilder, eight years old today. Who? G. Wilder, eighty-two today. How old is he? Yeah, eighty-two. Eighty-two. Wilder is eighty-two. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I had no idea he was eighty-two. That's crazy. And my last shout-out. Right. Oh yeah, shout-out. Oh yeah, two more shout-outs here. Shout-out to Jurassic World comes out today. You gonna see that? Hell no, I can't stand the Jurassic Park movie. They're terrible. Are you serious? You like the movies? Wow. No, I can't. I, can't. God, I think they're so you? silly. I hate it. Even when I was a kid, okay. I was like, I, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> and my last out here, shout out to Orange is New Black. Season 3 came a day early yesterday on Netflix. I'm actually a year behind, though. I saw season 1 a year ago. I loved it. You still love Netflix? Yeah. Season two, I've season never, three. I've never watched it. Out. I've never watched it. But apparently, apparently, Twan has time for that show too. Apparently, well, why do they have time to watch that? Like, I watch this every single day. I don't know. Seriously, why do they have time to watch that? Watch it. It's insane. Uh, before you get going, any of the plug? Uh, no. Just uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Dot com website, cheesedilio.com, G-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. If you're in White Plains tonight, check me out, because me and the hyenas bring our undefeated record to Delfino Field 1 at 8.15. And follow me on Twitter at each number 7. G won't be here next week, and he may not be here. We'll figure out the week after that, but he won't be here next week. Uh, so I guess uh, I'm going to miss you, G, for two weeks, huh? All right, man, you be good. I'll be in touch. All right, guys. Take care. God bless you all. Later. <laughs> Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.